Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. We're down on the beach. The wind's come up, and it's uh, well, I've been for an ocean swim and taken a massive mouthful of water, salt water. <coughs> uh, it's funny. I did a. I was body surfing, and I came. It was a, such a great ride, and I finished with my head and popped my head up, and took a took a breath but I was still in the foam I've never done that before so I took a big breath of salt water into my lungs not a good feeling hey uh, one of the things that I take a great deal of joy in in my life is the ability to recover and it's a science that I think we underestimate in our lives that we go to work and we burn brain matter and we burn uh, feelings and emotions and energy and thoughts and it takes it doesn't just go away uh, when we finished it we need to recover and as <coughs> I've witnessed a lot of us go to sport or go for a run or go to the gym uh, do a Pilates class or yoga in order to recover from work then we need to recover from the exercise and the Pilates class and the yoga or the gym we need to recover from that and we don't so recovery is uh, is such a science it's such a science and a very little of it comes from sitting so sitting in itself is something we need to recover from and we recover from sitting by walking we recover from walking by running. We recover from running by doing Pilates or yoga or stretching and roller. And we cover, recover from roller and stretching and thing by being still and sleeping. <coughs> you can see how easy it is to get into the, into the mode of doing something that we need to recover from. Thinking the thing we're doing is recovering from something and not recognizing that we're actually adding stress to our body <clears throat> I take great pleasure in working through the processes of recovery and rebuilding you already know that when we use a muscle it it damages the muscle that's the purpose of exercise to damage a muscle to challenge the muscle to damage it we consume proteins and what have you in order to rebuild damaged muscle and the process of rebuilding it make it stronger more able more durable more able to more resilient more able to handle the next load we put on it if we exercise 
too quickly on top of a damaged muscle, we damage the muscle twice and it doesn't rebuild stronger, it rebuilds weaker. And so over-exercising, overdoing things, over-running, over-push-ups, over-overdoing anything, over-swimming, means training on top of tiredness. So a weightlifter will do quad, they'll isolate the quads of the legs one day, the glutes the next day, the hammies or the calves the next day, they'll do shoulders the next day, but probably they won't do any particular muscle more than once a week. And they'll spend the rest of the week recovering that muscle using another muscle, recovering that muscle. And it takes, I don't know, statistics are three to five days of a hard workout on a particular muscle for it to repair the damage and become stronger as a result of the training, which is the objective. With endurance training, like building up stamina and preparing yourself for an event. There's a lot of long, slow cardio, long, slow walk. It's like zone two of the heart rate work done. And twice a week you go for it. Sprints or whatever, hill climbs. <clears throat> but it's not hill climbs every day with one day of recovery takes a long, long, long time to build muscle up that you can put under that much pressure five days in a row and recover without deteriorating the quality of the muscle. I think it's really important to realize that work is exercise. Thinking is exercise. Emotions are exercise. And <clears throat> we need a chance to recover from all of these things and that's typically what people have been using meditation for. I think the observation of beauty, nature, is the most perfect recovery because you can do it walking, which is zone one or zone two recovery. You know, movement is a recovery. It's distracting to the mind, get a chance to relieve itself of its anxieties, stresses and worries and tensions. It's consuming, but most importantly, the word biophilia. Biophilia means, was quoted by a guy called Wilson, A.O. Wilson, not Wilson the ball, but the, the, the desert island Wilson. Wilson, A.O. Wilson, O.E. Wilson. And he studied Darwinian theories and all these things and he came up with the idea that there is an innate, innate connection between a human being and nature that, if broken, leads to dysfunction. So when they put people in prison and the prisoners of the old school 
the disconnection from nature in itself is not so much a punishment, but almost a guarantee that that person will turn bad, turn worse. If they're bad, they'll go worse bad. And so a lot of prisons have spent a lot of energy to create environments that are not pleasurable, but at least not disconnected from nature. Offices um, have been redesigned to include some green, some windows, some scenery. <coughs> Even in the studies in Japan, they've proven that if your screensaver has nature on it, <coughs> it inspires you. You don't even need to be in nature. It's not necessarily always the ozone and the ions in the atmosphere. The life force that you get from being in salt water or in a rainforest. But you can even stimulate some of that through a computer screen. So we don't have to be separated from nature. Nature is the best recovery process you can have for the mind and for your work. And in the good times, it's quite easy to go for a walk at lunchtime or slip out the front door when you're working from home and smell the roses. But as soon as the going gets tough, as soon as the pressure comes on, people start doing three and four hour stints behind, in a room behind a computer screen, completely disconnecting themselves from nature. And then wonder why in the bad times things aren't bouncing back while well, they're not bouncing back and why they're drinking alcohol and why they're doing all sorts of recovery mechanisms that are toxic eating too much junk food etc greed <clears throat> which is hanging on to things is seriously one of the most toxic appetites we can have that is designed that we're doing <coughs> for a good reason which is recovery we, 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 we use greed to recover we hang on to things to try and make us rejuvenate but the actual hanging on in itself is it is causing stress and the actual hanging on <coughs> is a recovery process it would be the equivalent to doing a gym workout and eating carbs after the gym workout instead of protein to rebuild the muscle it's the equivalent to greed it's the equivalent to uh, drinking alcohol at the end of the working day thinking the alcohol will help us recover I think the process of recovery and the ability to use nature as a guide in this is vital to any person who wants success and whether you're a sport person wanting to win a victory or you're a business person wanting to win a victory or you're a family person wanting to win a victory in your chosen aspect of life I think using nature as your recovery tool it's really important and I think using nature as a recovery tool must include the ability to witness nature, not run necessarily just run through it, 
But if you want the best recovery from nature, witness it, observe it, touch it, feel it, smell it. And most importantly, I think in this era, rather than have to go through the process of learning how to do all that, take a photo of it. When we take a photo of things with our iPhone and we publish them on an Instagram account, we get drawn into the beauty of nature. And it becomes us. and becomes an extension of us. And that's what Wilson talked about with biophilia. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.